Hello and welcome to the Chiropractic Compass podcast, providing a navigational beacon for the present and the future of chiropractic. This podcast is brought to you by the legendary chiropractor online community built for and with the prospective chiropractic student, current chiropractic student, and even doctor out in the field in mind. I'm your host, Johnny Ruder, and today we're talking about unleashing your inner hero, the most important things a new doc or student can be doing now to guarantee success in the future, the student's shoes and how to have an abundant mindset now while still in school, and lastly, steps we can take now in order to win at life before that wicked transition happens from student to doctor. All here on the Chiropractic Compass podcast with Dr. Chris Zeno. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Chiropractic Compass podcast and Facebook Lives. I'm your host, Johnny Ruder, and we're here with guest Dr. Chris Zeno, the beautiful and master Chris Zeno. Um, how are you today, Doc? Good, man. I was never actually ever uh, complimented with beautiful before, but I'll take it. <laughs> I got you. I'll take it, dude. dude. Thank you. Appreciate that. Absolutely. So um, Dr. Chris Zeno is a chiropractor in Houston, Texas, and uh, he runs a um, huge practice, massive practice, and he also does um, a lot of work with uh, mindset coaching, lifestyle coaching, and um, everything in between. So if you want to just give yourself a brief introduction, Dr. Zeno, uh, and then we'll get started and dive into the topics here. Yeah, awesome, man. Um, 2005, opened up my practice here in the Woodlands, Texas. In 13 years, we've seen tens of thousands of patients and Having one, you know, at one point, one of the largest volume clinics in the world, a cash, no insurance, and uh, it was just—it's been really great, man. I, I, I just rather let's just get into content versus my accolades. Absolutely, you know, let's do it. I, I want to give people some values. So. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. So, uh, tell us um, a little bit about your hero project, what it means to you, what it, where it came from, how the idea started, and what it means to other people. Well, you know, taking care of patients um, it was great. And what the chiropractic principle was is we're trying to allow that person to be the full version of their innate self, you know, that the, you know, the innate just doesn't uh, – I realize that innate just doesn't control the physical health. It, the innate is giving you the great ideas. Innate's giving you the thought flashes. Innate's – I mean it's so much more than just physical. So I really just took this principle just on a higher level to the masses. And I know it's like even in practice – you know, that's why I said I could tell you all my accolades, but I, if I told you all my accolades may be happy, they didn't. I was happy for a little bit, just like you achieve any goal. But as, as spiritual beings on a physical planet, we're always created to evolve and expand. And I found myself becoming numb, depressed, disengaged, burnt out in the office. And I realized that uh, I was just grieving my potential. That's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so then I just kind of went on my own journey and started the I Am Hero Project and uh, through that, we've been resurrecting heroes out of the complacency of their secret identity. What's the secret identity? It's just the less than watered down version of your truth. It's you not living up your optimal uh, God-given potential. And it's really basically it's a, a protective mechanism or a subluxation, so to speak, that uh, that we did mentally. You know, when, when we were being raised, we were told what to do and what to think. So we literally lived our lives according to the imposed values of other people in society and belief systems. And here, you know, I found myself in my mid-30s waking up going, wow, holy smoke, like 
who am I? Like I didn't even – so a lot of times people, the, the relationship that is the least developed is the one with themselves because yeah. they just live life pleasing everybody else. So when you're able to fully embrace who you are and, to, and go hero mode like I, I say it, so it, you truly are able to express and experience true love now in, in the present time versus living some conditional life. So we've been helping thousands of people around the world with that. I still practice full-time. I went back to practice full-time. So, yeah, I do it all, man. You could do it all. You could have everything you want if you really want it. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. So would you say that people um, and even students, speaking to the students here, that we, you know, how do we avoid burnout right away? You know, we're going to come out of the gates. We're going to be hot on the hot on the stove, and we're going to be ready to rock and roll. How do you avoid burnout? Well, the thing is, there's no such thing as burnout. The feeling that we would say is burnout is because you're you're not aligned with your truth anymore. Mm. So for me to be burnt out of my practice, it means that my there was something about my operations day to day that I wasn't excited about anymore, and I wasn't aligned anymore. If I'm evolving and expanding, I can't really wear the same clothes anymore, right? So that 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 burnout was just a really a heroic guidance system saying. There's something bigger. So that burnout was grieving your potential because if you and I, like right now, if we started doing something we enjoy doing, like you're doing your podcast, yeah. I'm, I'm doing the interview, I'll have way more energy at the end of this than before it. Yeah. So we don't – if you feel like you have to take a nap or you feel tired all the time, it's it's not because you need a nap. It's because you're not doing what you're aligned to doing. So use burnout as a symptom, as a warning signal, as a heroic guidance system to say, listen – you're not aligned with who you really are. You're not being honest with yourself. You're not aligned with your truth. You're not. Uh, you're not going after what you really deserve to be in, and that. So let those. Let all those feelings be contrast that you're just not aligned with who you are. So when a student's coming out, you're burned out of school. You know why? Because you want to. You want to get out of school. You yeah. want to start a practice. You want to. You know, apprentice somewhere. So you're burnout at the end of school. It's not burnout. It's just like you're done with this deal. Yeah. Let's let's move on. So you're you're eager to move on. So of course you're feeling that near the end of school. And then when you start your first job, let's say you guys will be an associate. Maybe half will be an associate, and you'll be so excited, you'll be so pumped that you get a job at a doctor's office. <laughs> and then in six months to twelve months, you're going to think your doctor's a dick, and you're going <laughs> to think that you're going to think that you could do it better than he can or she can. Why? Because you're evolving out of it. You're ready to do your own thing. So it's like I would hate for you to live a conditional life saying once we get this or once I get that, I'll be happy. Just use those feelings as a as really a guidance that, hey, listen, it's time to move on. Even though you might not know what, what is next, it's time it's time to expand. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that answer. Um, so with the heroes and everything, um, you do you, you have a lot of family time and you have time uh, that you allot for everything in your life because health and the health and wealth mindset and really lifestyle is not something that, you know, is one thing, right? It's not just one thing. It's all encompassing. And I think you do a good job of not only sharing your personal life on social media, but also sharing, you know, your family, your, your practice life, your, um, workout life, your gym routines, things like that, that, really bring people into who you are. Um, do you want to expand on that? And can it help chiropractors and future chiropractors be, you know, better for their community because they know possibly more about them, the chiropractor themselves? Well, yeah, I think that I think you nailed it on the head. It's at the end of the day, this is what everybody coming out of school or every doctor needs, needs to think about. Like when you tell for a patient to come into your office or to be a patient of yours, 
this literally has to cross their mind. They literally tell themselves that is the man or that is the woman that I want to lead my health and the health of my family. So they have to look at you and it doesn't matter what you said. It doesn't matter how great your talk was or not. If they say that is the person that I want to lead the health of my family and myself, then that's what they need. So uh, I think being transparent is tremendous. Yeah. They need to know everything. Like you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be polished. Absolutely. You know, you just got to be – that person just has to feel connection and transparency could do that. Yeah. And so whether it be on social media, I think that's a great point. Or, or just when you're talking to someone, you're just a real person. We could all read through the script. We could all we we could we could read through that. We could all see through, you know, a, a, a facade. Mm-hmm. We could all feel. We could all sense someone's saying something they don't believe, and they're incongruent in as well. So the thing is, like, that's why when you're and I listen coming out of school, you're going to kind of be because you're you're learning it through experience. But when you reach that point where you could just be you, and uh, and really convey your truth and how you could help people, then there you go. So I I really, yeah, I never thought about it, but I definitely think social media will definitely help that when people are looking or following you and saying, hey, this person's a real person, or you live a lifestyle that people want, they admire and they want to emulate. That's another one too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's huge. So now back a little bit back to the student, how do you put yourself back in your shoes when you were a student and coming out of college? What were the things that you did to set yourself up for success and how how rigorous were you or how hard on yourself were you coming out of school to either get an associateship, get an apprenticeship or open your own practice? I apprenticed. That's yeah. the best thing you could do. So okay. uh, the last trimester, you know, I went around to offices that practice very similar to the way I would like to practice. And so we, we, we slept on the floor. We did whatever it took. And then we learned. We worked for free. We would help serve them. And in the, in the essence of serving them, you know, me sweeping the floor, I'm still able to see how they run their office. You yeah. follow what I'm saying? That's a good so point. I was able, I was able to collect mm-hmm. things that were useful. I was able to discard things that I thought that could be better and make it more efficient. And then that's why I was able to open up and, and rock it right off the bat. So apprenticing is the most important thing you could do. Absolutely. I would go and just work for an office that's similar to the one you want to work at. So – if you guys are coming out of school, you're like, crap, I just need a job, and you want to be a, a, a lifetime wellness family practice, and you go work for a PI clinic, you're doing yourself a disservice. Don't you just you just don't get a job because if it's a free, it's a it's a paycheck. Yeah. You know, hold out until you get the job in an office that's very similar to the way you want to practice, and then you know, as great as the job sounds, I give you 12 months, and in 12 months you're going to realize, okay, it's you know, it's going to be uncomfortable, but you're going to want to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. And then boom, you go do your own thing. Right, right. But you're learning, you know, you're learning that whole entire time, taking what pieces you like, pieces you don't like, yeah. pieces you absolutely would never see yourself doing kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you use that time to totally um, dismantle anything school has ever taught you. It's <laughs> yeah. a good point. It's a good point. You got to brainwash yourself out of it. So as the Chiropractic Compass podcast just begins, we are not doing any advertisements. Instead, we are doing what I like to call shameless plugs. While you're doing your everyday online shopping, be sure to check out the legendarychiropractor.com forward slash shop for all of your chiropractic apparel, including our classic logo tee and our amazing, intricately designed chiropractic legends tee 
with five chiropractic legends on it, including Dee Dee Palmer, BJ Palmer, Fred Barge, James Sigafoos, and Reggie Gold. Thank you for allowing this brief disruption to take place. And now back to the program. It yeah. really is because school serves no uh, – school is there to serve a purpose of getting you a piece of paper. Right. And that's a lot of work. So you do what you got to do to get that piece of paper. That piece of paper allows you to get a license and that license allows you to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. So you're, you just don't think because you have a degree and you put DC next to your name, nothing happens. Right. So until you become an entrepreneur. And so the best thing to do mm-hmm. is apprentice, see how other successful business owners are running their business. Yeah. See, I never learned that. And whatever they teach you in school is outdated. It's not up to date. And so now you realize, well, this is how you run a business. This is the steps I do. I do this. I do that. I do this. I do that. Great. You want to take insurance? Great. You know, yeah. You, take, uh, you go from there. So I definitely think apprenticing is going to be uh, – there's nothing better because you're actually getting advice and experience from a successful, workable, relevant situation it's the best education you could ever have right right and you're seeing it for yourself right unfold right in front of you so there's no lies there's no gimmicks you know you you see it yeah that's a very good point so speaking about the business um where did you learn the business Uh, other you know you got your probably your favorite books you got probably your favorite people to follow on social media where did you go to find resources to to provide yourself with the success of business mindset that you have now I, it was mo- modeling, modeling other offices for sure, and getting good coaching. So you know whether what you know. I really think it's important that you join some type of coaching group, okay. whichever one you want to do, because the, number one, it gamifies things. You have friendly competition. It creates that. It creates someone that's always above you, so you're always stretching. It creates a strong room. A strong room is. Uh, you enter into a room and everybody's killing it or doing great and you may not be subconsciously without even trying, you're, no, you're automatically going to get stretched and do better. So it's always good to have in the team. You feel part of a team. Uh, and you know in these coaching groups, you know, they, what do they do? They talk about their favorites, right? Because they, they have to display their favorites or the successful ones so they could sell more of their, their programs. Right. I'm, I'm, guys, I'm very raw and transparent behind the scenes. I, can, I love it. I'll, I call the good and the bad of the shit but it's like <laughs> – but, but it's very effective. I appreciate that because if I'm sitting in the crowd and they're talking about, you know, Bill and Bill's doing great and this and that, it's like you're in the crowd going, damn, I want some recognition. I want to be like Bill. I want to be on the stage. And so that drives you. Yeah. That drives you to yeah. do better because – so it actually drives you to get the approval of the coach or the approval of your peers. But you know what? If that's what it takes to drive you to go out and hustle hard and create a great business to help people, then you know what? Leverage, leverage whatever it takes. So I really like that whole group you know, you're fighting for someone's approval. I know it sounds so ridiculous, but let me tell you, like my greatest practice growth days is when I was in that setting for sure. Yeah. And I realized like it brought the best out of me, friendly competition, group dynamic. I wanted the approval of the head coach. I wanted to go on stage and be admired and recognized. And when you can be honest with yourself, be like, wow, in that setting that really, it gamifies things and it really becomes uh, motivating and inspirational for you too versus you know, running your own race. Now, when you do learn that, then you could go back and run your own race for sure. Right. Uh, because modeling in the beginning, guys, I'll tell you right now, I think modeling is great. Model those who are successful that are doing what you want to do. And then later on, you're going to have to get rid of the modeling because if you model too much, then you're still going to be uh, a counterfeit version of somebody else, right? So you want to get to the point where modeling, even though, um, 
successful will still yield underdeveloped individuality. So you'll find yourself talking and acting like somebody else and you're, you'll still wake up in the mirror, look in the mirror and not who, know who you are anymore. So, right. But right now, it's in stages. Right now, modeling apprenticing would be great. Yeah, yeah. I got a, I got a question from yeah. uh, a comment here. Chelsea says, what group are you specifically talking about, if any specific group? Oh, let's see some good groups out there. I mean, you know, you got uh, Elite Coaching with Dr. Fred is good. I, I heard the AMP guys are pretty good. They're really good guys. I, I, I know them. Um, uh, you got uh, Max Living is good. Uh, I mean, and, and listen, by no means, if I did not mention you and you are in that group, I'm sorry. I just didn't have any experience with you. I apologize, but I'm sure you're good as well. Yeah. Uh, but I would say that those are good because there's something like and it, it, there, there's that young, high-energy dynamic, which is really, really – because when you come out of school, it's very easy to feel alone. Right. Because look what happened, guys. First grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, whoop, middle school, junior high, whoop, you know, high school. What do I do now? Go to college. Okay, but, 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 what do I go now? I'll go to college. See, like, we were, we were professional students for so long. Then all of a sudden, it's like, sorry, we hit the end of the line. Yeah. And so now you're actually going to, and you're like, wow, like, I'm kind of alone. What do I do? <laughs> so it's always nice to have, um, peers competition it's just you like you keep like this this uh fraternity or sorority ish type of feel but it at least does something yeah yeah. much more beneficial to the world absolutely absolutely i love that you're the first person to really speak uh truly on coaching groups and management groups and and shine a very positive light on it which i really appreciate because i don't think a lot of students look at coaching and management groups as in today's day and age as this you know positive thing in chiropractic um, because some of them might come across predatory or come across as you have to do it our way or it's the highway and you're paying tons and thousands and thousands of dollars to be part of these organizations. But in the end, like you said, subconsciously, you're going to be sitting in the audience thinking, man, Bill, Bill, how come Bill's up there and I'm not, right? And that's a really good point. So um, subconsciously and bringing that to your conscious mind. So it's creating that competition, constantly improving yourself, constantly improving others around you. I think that's a really, really good point, Doc. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. And of course, you know, go to these different, you know, research and, and go to the ones that kind of, you know, uh, fit your, fit, fit what you want, fit your vision as well. Like, you know, I, you wouldn't catch me dead in a PI seminar doing right. personal injury. I don't do any of that. Right. So it's like, that would totally suck. Right. But it's like, I wanted something that was seeing families, lifetime care, cash based, you know, fun, high volume, because I really I enjoyed the whole high volume thing. It was more rock star to me. Right. So yeah. but you don't have to do it if you want to do integrated. Let's say you're saying, hey, I want to do Cairo, then I want to do stem cells. And I want to help people with neuropathy and knees. And you have like five businesses in a small 1800 square foot office and you're making a crap load and helping people. Yeah, go for it. I Absolutely. mean, it's like, so you got to find something that you're like, yeah, that's what I want to do. And then learn from everybody else who made mistakes and paid a lot more money before you and learn from them and you're good to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so speaking on, uh, getting off the coaching topic now, how, um, how important is it to be able to communicate chiropractic, be able to speak to people, not only in your community, but other chiropractors, other health professionals, um, because I see, I follow you on Facebook and Instagram. I see you doing a lot of public speaking. Um, and how important is that for a chiropractor to be doing? If you're a chiropractor and you're a doctor, a doctor means teacher. There is no other option. <laughs> you got to be, you got to 
you got to be able to lead thought lead someone exactly what the principal chiropractic is. And then watch this. I noticed I said the principal because mm-hmm. the issue, the worst thing I feel you could do is walk in a group and say, Hey everybody, I'm a chiropractor. Cause what that does is autom- if there's a hundred people in the room, automatically there's a hundred different filters of what that person's experience of what a chiropractor is. So there's a hundred different versions of chiropractor when you say that word that, but like BJ Palmer says, he's a sell the principle. Yeah. So why don't you just talk about the principle, above down, inside out, talk about the principle, but that the innate intelligence that took you from two cells to 90 trillion cells in nine or 70 trillion in nine months, this, this wisdom that created every single organ in your body it didn't, it didn't go anywhere when you were born. It's still with you. It didn't come out with the placenta. And when you look at a baby and call that the miracle of life, people forget that they're still the miracle of life. Nothing happens between a baby and a human. We're just bigger babies. And when you're <laughs> able to really convey, like, when they realize, like, crap, yeah, like, I cut my finger, it heals, but how come my heart disease isn't healing? Wow, there must be, you know, the brain controls everything. Like, so when you make it so easy and so simple, that's how I build my practice, by doing uh, dinner talks. I invite people to dinner. I tell, I tell the story. I tell what the principle is, and then I and then they pay ninety seven dollars to come in and get an exam. Absolutely, and they're they're already pre qualified, and that's what I would do off the bat. Let's segue into that. If I was okay. a, yeah. a student just coming out, I wouldn't do dinners like I do dinners because how do I get dinners? My patients invite people to do dinners, and it's a requirement. You got to give me a list of names. By far, the easiest thing to do: you go get a bunch of fish bowls. All right, you put them in. 20 different restaurants around your location and you go to the restaurant and say this, hey, we're going to put a fishbowl in here. Everybody who puts a card in there will be your marketing team. We'll call every single office that you put a card in there and we're going to tell that office they're going to get a lunch on us and we're going to actually pay you to cater the lunch. So it becomes the ultimate situation. It's a win-win-win situation. Right. It's a win for the restaurant. It's a win for the person who puts a card in, and it's a win for you. So the restaurant or the, 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 the eatery will never deny making possibly a couple hundred, a couple you know, thousand bucks a month. Yeah. Uh, you call someone at a workplace and they want a free lunch, they're pretty much going to take you up on that. And then it's your duty in 20 to 40 minutes to tell the principal, tell the story, and then when after you're done and they start eating, go around and, and uh, book appointments. And the main reason I'm going to tell you to do that, number one, it's cost effective. How mm-hmm. cheap is that? But number two, when I do a dinner and I put a Facebook ad that's – when I run a $750 Facebook ad or a $1,000 Facebook ad that invites people to a dinner and that dinner now is at a really nice Brazilian steakhouse, that might be 1800 bucks depending on how many people go to the dinner. Right. So automatically, look, we're looking at like I'm 2800 bucks in. But I know I could close because here's the thing. How many is it possible that people could just be going to get a free dinner at a really nice Brazilian steak? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Could it could it be possible that people that go to that dinner don't have a job either? Yeah. Because yeah. they're getting right. But when you speak at someone's workplace, what's the chances they don't have a job? Right. Which what's the chances? Zero. <laughs> Zero. So they're already so that already that you already know coming in, no one's gonna tell you, well, I just uh, I don't have a job. Right. Right? You know, so number one, that pre qualifies knowing that, that person has a job because here's here's the deal, guys. They can't get care if they can't pay for the care. Mm-hmm. And and we gotta look at that maturely, like paying for care is just exchange. And I tell people like, you paying for my care, nothing's gonna happen. Like you could write me a check, give me all the cash in the bag, nothing magical happens. Commitment is more important than your money. Mm-hmm. So when someone says, I don't know about the money, I'm like, whoa, whoa, time out. You could pay, it's, it's not a money issue here, it's a commitment issue here. If you're committed to come in and do what needs to be done, then you'll get the results. Just paying me, nothing magical happens. So right. when you realize and you tell someone, listen, money's like the third or fourth thing on the list, commitment's number one. 
because it's it's your reputation on the line. Yeah. So if you start right, it's their health and your reputation. Yeah. So that's why that would be the that would be the ultimate thing I would do. And but therefore, you need to get good at talking uh, the message of chiropractic. Why wouldn't you? That's what you do. That's what you went to school for. Absolutely. I mean, unless you're just going to go to the joint and crack backs. And if you <laughs> want to do that too, go ahead. I mean, I have. I mean, you know. But I just think you're going to get. You're going to feel numb. You're going to feel burnt out over time because you're going to be like you're going to be grieving your potential. You're going to be knowing that you're not fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to follow up. Do you do I know some coaching groups or whatever, whatever you work with. Um, do you do questions at the end of Q&A at the end of your dinners? Um, I know some coaching groups are like no questions. And then some coaching groups are like, yeah, mix and mingle a little bit and let them talk to you. What is your take on that? Absolutely no questions. I literally am done because I end on the high point. The only reason why you mix and mingle is what? You're trying to validate who you are. You're trying to be needy and you're trying to be friends with people. I'm trying to lead people to their health. It's not my health. It's theirs. Once I'm done because when I do my talk, that is the best you're going to get of me. So anything – every word I speak after good night or after I'll see you in the office, it lowers the urgency. It lowers the power of it. So I literally say that. I walk out the door. I say, bye, Carla. Go take care of them. I walk out the door of the restaurant. I'm in my car. I literally, like, I, 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 I don't even stop. I just walk right out the door into my car and drive away because every, you know, when you start going back, it's because you're needy. Okay. You're needy. Yep. Don't be needy. Do your thing and leave. Interesting. And then, I, and then the great part is now when your team goes around and sets up the appointments. And someone has a question, they'll be like, "Hey, that's a really good question that the doctor will ask, ask you, you in the office." Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's say you're a single practitioner. Let's say you open up your own practice. You're the only person. Yeah, you get to go around and you get to you get to you know collect all the appointment sheets. Yeah. Or you do. Yeah. On your own, and and you're going to hear the same three, four, five questions. Does my insurance take this? Do you take Medicare? Um, I can't come in these days. You know, you're going to hear the same thing over and over again, and you're just going to become really good at answering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that segues into cash or insurance practice. And I know you said your cash practice. Yeah. How'd you get to cash practice? Did you start there? Or would, what would you recommend students to do when they're first coming out? Should they start cash or should they go both or what? I started out with insurance and insurance is really, really good. I mean, the mailman was like our best friend when he would come with checks and checks. <laughs> and then I had two really good, two good friends of mine and mentors of mine. Uh, and they got audited really hard. And I remember it was two in the morning, uh, me and about eight other doctors are drinking Corona, uh, making notes up for this person because they got audited. And even though it was just, even though they didn't have to pay as much back and the lawyer did his job, but it was still a good hit. The stress and the fear of the audit, none of them ever came back to who they were. Hmm. Never. It's like they were just, it was such a blow that they just, you just never recover fully 100% from that. Yeah. So I saw that. I'm like, I'm out. And I called a buddy of mine. I'm like, and I literally like it was on a, it was a Tuesday. I'm like, what do you do? He's like, oh, we give him super bills. And that night it was all cash. And when I went all cash, part of me is like, well, I got to lower my price. I didn't. I actually raised it because I rose my price. Why? Because it forced me to raise my A game. You know, when someone had great insurance, even 10 years ago, you know, it's like, hey, your insurance covers this. So you just owe us 500 bucks. Uh, and you, you could pay in full or you could pay us monthly. Like, yeah, we'll pay you monthly. <laughs> Five bucks a month, right? Right. So, uh, so it's an easy sign up, right? But, uh, now when you, when you're all cash, it's your A game. You gotta, 
you got to really bring and do a, a you got to practice you got to practice between performances and you got to really uh, record your talks record your videos and really get them down because now you got to bring your a game you can't get away with your b or c game anymore yeah. and then uh, it really challenges you to become really really good at what you do because you have to now and i really like being put in that position it sucks in the beginning don't get me wrong right but you know just like a muscle you know you put that you put that unique tension on it it's going to just get better absolutely absolutely and so w- would you say that you know with the cat with the cash like did you go just you were like cut off no no more yeah. insurance we're not taking Tuesday. anymore yeah boom interesting okay cool Cool. Yeah, I like that mentality a lot, actually. But nowadays, the worst, the worst thing is to be confused. Yeah, and go. Uh, you know, that's a good point. That's so you don't bill. Do you bill anything out of office or out of network or whatever you call it? No. You just said here's your super bill. We're out of network. Absolutely, absolutely. And so with with cash, um, do you think it's an easier sell nowadays? Not ten years ago. Nowadays, though, with high deductibles and everything like that, I think people are more. You know, it's easy to tell somebody that it's going to cost this much and they're not even close to their deductible yet. So they don't even care paying out of pocket. Yeah. Yeah, And it's 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 all mindset. If you think it's easier, just the fact that you like you're speaking, hey, isn't it easier? And I'll be like, yep, it is is easier because you think that way. Right. Right. You know, but but you could play the insurance game and you could be doing, you know, workers comp, personal injury, all these other things. And Mm -hmm. it's then it's your job to really kind of work with that and, and and. and, and know the insurance game to play it as well. Yeah. So it's it's all up to what you want to do, but to have a really fun practice where it's not a pain in the ass, cash is going to be the best way to go. Absolutely. Then you can have fun. You can really have fun with your patients. You're not worried about all the all the hoops, and you're not a slave to a company. Knowing that that company at any day could knock on your door and be like, "Hey," or actually they'll fax it to you. They'll fax <laughs> you. I don't know. Hey, we want to see these sixty files. Yeah. And then you're like, ah. Oh, it's gambling. I totally, <laughs> Absolutely. I totally won. I totally won. Yeah. I made, I made a ton from insurance and I put, I, and I just, you know what? I took all my chips and I cashed them out. I love it. I love so it. I Doc. it. So I, I won. I got off the table. Yeah. Yeah. So while you're in practice, speaking for a chiropractor's standpoint now, I'm still a 10th quarter student at life. Um, so speaking from a chiropractor's standpoint, what are your thoughts on associates, hiring associates? When should you hire associates and how do you hire? Um, I would first look for a coverage doc over an associate just because you know, a lot of times what I notice is when I worked a couple less shifts, I got lazy, hmm. you know? Yeah. Because I knew I knew someone else could do it. When I when I left for a couple weeks, I just I, I got I got dull. I wasn't sharp anymore. Like I got I got lazy, and then you know I was investing in these associates, and God bless them. But the investment of the associates still brought my practice down. So it was like an investment that was going backwards. So me going back, you know, for because a lot of doctors think, well, I want an associate so I could be free, and a lot of times we don't realize that the area that we have our greatest freedom is usually the area that becomes our greatest prison or chaos. And I'll give you an example. Someone who goes in your office that's obese and they have diabetes because they really thought they were free to eat what they wanted. Right. And so because they didn't exercise, they thought they were free there and they lived in this quote-unquote freedom. They didn't have discipline there. So what happened? That became their prison where when someone's disciplined in eating and exercising, they, that discipline leads to true freedom. So thinking that you're going to be free um, – 
you're better off working your butt off and always being in that office and having someone that could cover for you yeah. that you trust. And so you could take your week vacation or two week vacation. But once then, but if you do make an associate hire, it is your the, the only reason the associate does not perform the way you want it to, because it all comes down to you. No one's get like mm. the doctor did not effectively train them correctly. Absolutely. I did it myself, even though I thought I trained them, mm -hmm. even though I gave them my videos, even though I gave them my programs. If the product is not turning out the way it should be, it is all because as much as you think you train them, there clearly wasn't proper communication or training in order to produce that. Everybody is coachable and everybody is trainable. The only reason why someone doesn't perform is because the person teaching or managing or administrating did not do their job correctly or did not communicate even though they thought they did. Yeah. So it takes like to, your freedom. If you want an associate, you're trading adjusting for being like wearing a magnifying glass and training them to the most specific thing. Mm -hmm. Meaning that you're listening, they're recording everything they do and you're listening to everything. So you're trading jumping on, you're still working your butt off, but you can work your butt off on vacation, but you're still putting the hours. Like you can't trade those hours. So you're trading adjusting hours for training hours or listening to audio hours or critiquing hours. So you wind up, then you got to ask yourself, well, what do I want to be doing? Would I rather be adjusting or would I rather be listening to hours of audio of my doctors, um, try, you know, trying to get up to get up to speed yeah. and then you just got to make that decision. Right. But I will tell you every chiropractor, they usually say their biggest pain in the ass or pain in the neck is associates. Mm. And I, I'm playing devil's advocate. But the thing is, it's not the associate's fault. Of course, they want to leave you because they feel they're not getting trained or they're sufficient or, or they don't feel like failing all the time because you weren't training them correctly. So it really is. It all comes back to the doctor's fault. Absolutely. You know, I, how do I expect someone who just comes out of school to run a two two million dollar clinic? Right. Yeah, I thought I could. No, <laughs> it didn't work out. Yeah. So then I came back and and there's just things that the doctor does intuitively that you can't teach. There's just certain things that experience only tells you what you need to do. But the doctor needs to know that if you think you're going to hire an associate and they're going to be a rock star, then you got to be looking to sell your practice to them or be sure that they're going to go and start their own. Because when you guys, students coming out of school, it's just your fear. Like most, most everybody listening to this coming out of school, you can start your own practice coming out of school. Mm. And what happens, school and sometimes coaching companies make you feel that you might suck or you need all this help. And you do. You do. <laughs> but it's like, come on. You, like just to, to, to think that you're not good enough to start your practice. No, that's just not the case. Yeah. You could all do it. If you, if you really wanted to, you got to do it. But when you decide to do it, there's no option B. Yeah, right, right. Still, hey, I'm going to try it and then I'm going to go. If not, I always have something to fall back on. It never works that way. <laughs> yeah. you got to just say like I'm doing this no matter what. Right, right. And uh, then you do it. But I, I, I definitely think every person, every chiropractor deserves the right to have their own show. So as the Chiropractic Compass podcast just begins, we are not doing any advertisements. Instead, we are doing what I like to call shameless plugs so be sure to go to the legendarychiropractor.com and check out all of the free content that is offered including but not limited to our mentor up program go to the legendarychiropractor.com forward slash mentor up mentor up is our 100 percent free mentorship and coaching program that has been put in place for you the prospective chiropractic student current chiropractic student and doctor wishing to reach new heights 
Thank you for allowing this brief disruption to take place. And now back to the program. Amen. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then try it out. Then you could say, you know what? I don't like all the stuff that comes with this. I would love to just go in, adjust, and go home and get a nice six-figure salary. Right. Like, like if, then you get to find out, but but uh, everybody deserves the right to, to own their own place. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, so going off of the associateship and hiring an associate, what are your what's your take on CAs? Probably the same thing, right? It, it's a oh, reflection think, yeah. of the doctor. Yeah, yeah. I got that. The one of the best, absolutely. Like instead of getting an associate, I actually hired because I was like, you know, when it comes to hiring an associate, there's very limited chiropractors really graduating, but you can really find a really effective person who worked in the job field that's not a doctor. And so you could really find a very a, a superstar CA for sure yeah. that might be even better than doctor. Because if I hire a CA who's been working since 15 years old, working with people at a school, and now they're 30, they have 15 years of people skills that a professional student doesn't have <laughs> Absolutely, all the yeah. time, right? So, yeah. so don't underestimate hiring someone to do a lot of the clerical stuff and, and doctor stuff that they can do, whether it be, you know, that they're allowed to do, you know, whether it be, you know, they, I have my CA does the day one. She does, she shows the rehab. She, I mean, she does, she opens the talks and she's great. She's, yeah. she's, a, she's really, really awesome. And, um, you know, so I think it's the same thing, you know, it comes to how you train them. Yeah, absolutely. But what I found, I found CAs are easier to train because something with doctors because of school, like we, we were constipated in the head <laughs> and where you have someone who's fresh it's like it's like the Matrix. You, know, yeah. you just pour in and say, okay, got it. I'll do it. Like there's no belief systems that they developed or no poverty or scarcity mentality. No, what are people going to think? They don't take it personal. They're like, okay, this is my job. This is what I do. And they're on it. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you have to get running uh, in the next yeah, couple minutes here. Okay. Yep. Um, I got a question here for you. It says, how did you decide a location when you were first opening after your associateship? And by yeah. the way, are you still so, in? Are you in Houston right now, or are you in Utah? I'm, I'm in Houston. Okay, I got I got a house in my my kids' family. In, awesome, uh, cool, cool. I wasn't Utah. sure. I moved out there, but I had to come back. Mm -hmm. um, uh, when I, I tell everybody, where do you find a location? Well, first of all, find a place that you want to live. That's it. Practice aside, where do you want to live? You want to live in Hawaii? Go to Hawaii. Then just find a place. Like for me, in the woodlands here, you can only have a sign three foot high. So even the McDonald's sign is three foot high. So everything's covered. It's called the woodlands. It's right. covered in trees. So right. I mean, I have I, I had one walk in my whole entire career. So, <laughs> you, but if you realize I'm going to go out and get patients, then don't worry about it. You could you could be anywhere. It doesn't matter. Well, you got to be ground level. No, you could be anywhere you want. You just go out and get the people. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Any so now we're going to end a little bit. Any action steps people can take, students, doctors, doesn't matter, CAs, associates, doesn't matter, any action steps, any last-minute advice that you can give somebody who's going into chiropractic or is already in chiropractic? Yeah. The most successful thing I did that made me – that the, the thing that made me the most successful, one of the most successful docs in the world was I listened to chiropractic philosophy audios every single day. It's in my car. It's in my headphones at the gym. And I brainwash myself in it because if I listen to people and they're all dead, so it's BJ Palmer and Sigafoos and, mm -hmm. and Fred Barge and Reggie Gold and Sid Williams and all the old DE guys, people who had you know their clinics burnt down that really had a fight. When you listen to them over and over and over again, 
you start thinking like them, you start talking like them. And, but the thing is, it has to be a daily thing. So if I told you, all you have to do is just go to YouTube, rip a bunch of hours and listen it, to it all the time in the car, you know, when you're working out every single day and read, you know, get your green books and stuff or read some type of chiropractic philosophy book. When it's done every day, it compounds over time and you really – your certainty goes to the roof. You become extremely powerful. Yeah. So I know when I came back to the clinic here, so it's like, wow, I took you know, almost a year off. How, I knew. I, I, and it was going to Houston, opened up my suitcase, you know, took out my old MP3 player, put it in the car, you know, switched it out on my iPhone for my, for my headphones, dusted off some books that I know I got to read every morning and I create that routine. Every single morning. You're like, well, listen, it's it's as cheap as you could get. It's not expensive. Right. Uh, especially when you rip the stuff from YouTube. <laughs> uh, but but the it makes you it makes your act super sharp. It makes you it, it keeps you again brainwashed, immersed, and excited about what you do. And that's the way you do it. It's like a, you just become that's you just I just know the formula. That's Absolutely. what you have to do. Yeah. And you don't take off. Maybe Sundays give yourself, you know, I'll put regular music on, but it's just during the week. It's it's uh, you always got to be constantly, constantly, constantly drilling yourself and listening to people and and hearing their conviction, and then it definitely rubs off on you. Yeah, yeah. And so speaking of that, to finish, how important is the principle, right? How important is the philo- chiropractic philosophy to not only practice by but live by yourself? Oh, it's the whole thing. Yeah, be congruent. Yeah. Be congruent in everything you do. Like I know when I speak, I'm 100% congruent. You know, and then if it's something in the office that I don't do anymore, like if I do, if I don't do a certain rehab thing because I think it sucks, I don't, I don't have it. If I, you know, I don't have any office, so everything has to be congruent. Yeah. Like if you, you got to talk about it. So my patients keep me congruent. I eat well because I have to tell my patients to eat well. Like I get adjusted because I know. So everything I know that if I'm not doing it, they're not going to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Doc, I want to just thank you so much for your time, for your your abundance, mindset, and wealth through this profession. And really thank you for just being on here with me. And uh, thank you to the viewers who watched and who joined in, who commented, who liked it, who shared it, uh, whatnot. Dr. Chris, I would love to have you on again, and I will be reaching out in the future for sure. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Let's do it again. This All right. is good. Absolutely, Doc. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful right. night, and uh, I wish you luck tonight. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. Thank Good you. Bless. Bye now. Again, this is Johnny Ruder, your Chiropractic Compass podcast host, brought to you by the Legendary Chiropractor online community, the go-to site for prospective chiropractic students, current chiropractic students, and doctors out in the field. Stay tuned on various social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Legendary Chiropractor for when more podcasts will be released and when the next episode is going to come out. Thanks for joining us. This is Johnny River signing off. I also want to add that I'm not a professional at podcasting or audio or editing. So please cut me some slack. If you hear anything in the background or something going off, like a car alarm or a baby crying or a dog barking or birds chirping or a plane going by, please forgive me. I simply forgot to cut it out or it was happening live while I was interviewing somebody and I stripped the audio and made this available as a podcast. So please forgive me. These things happen. I have neighbors just like everybody else and I'm only human.